0: grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Leader Manager Coach Rob Riles welcoming you to another episode and in today's episode it's the second part of the John Wooden um, deep dive and we are investigating, we're analysing, we're studying and sharing all about the great coach. John Wooden from the United States and the basketball sport the sport of basketball and um, last last week we discussed how John Wooden had a very unique maybe it's not unique but it's something that he fundamentally believed in and it it was a, a vein right through his work which identified him uh, about his definition of success and how he wouldn't be defined by the scoreboard we talked about his training um, which fundamentally uh, was archetypically intense so that any games after that were were not a surprise we took a little bit of look at the uh, how he approached games and, and his, his philosophy on that and Took a little bit more of a deep analysis into his his team philosophy because that is another enormous block in in his his success armoury. Um, how he defined a team and how he created teams, and and of course his leadership principles. But today I want to just talk about his lasting legacy of the of the success pyramid and embarrassingly really I didn't really understand this until I come and even know it existed until you know a few months ago so um, I make no bones about it this is something that's um, pretty new to me And um, but as soon as you see it you kind of understand the power of it and the story behind it is that um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing from his book he talks about um, being a teacher and he was was chastising himself really and and he says it's 1934 and um, he said I don't think I I would have been able to call myself a teacher correctly or properly because I wasn't sure that those under my supervision were learning so he embarked upon a process of finding out how he could teach those under his supervision i.e. his players not only what success was and what it required what behaviors what attitudes what values and what qualities but how to achieve them and it was this quest to seek out these answers that helped him to create what he called the success pyramid and he says himself and i quote now finally in 1948 i settled on 15 blocks personal characteristics And their positions in the pyramid of success. So I'm going to describe this this pyramid to you. So it's a a pyramid shape. So if you're looking at it in 2D, it looks like a triangle. Um, And it's got 15 blocks in it. And it's got 5 on the base. Then the layer above them, there are 4. The layer above them, there are 3. The next layer up, there's 2. And then there is one block um, on, on top of those and um, which leads obviously to the to the apex um, but that's essentially the pyramid of success and I know it's a bit of a challenge sometimes when you're hearing something to visualize it but um, um, if you just look it up and um, you will be able to t- to really see what we're talking about so what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about very briefly just so you've got an idea why he put in those particular blocks into the pyramid from his words not mine so this isn't my interpretation of why he did this is his interpretation so we can't get much better than that so the foundation of his pyramid are industriousness and enthusiasm and he he says leaders who reap the bounty of success share most of all a hearty appetite for work and an eagerness to roll up their sleeves So he's essentially saying that all leadership and all success begins with industriousness. You have to work hard and an enthusiasm, a willingness to get in, to get stuck in and actually do the work. So his foundation, his two cornerstones really are enthusiasm and industriousness. He, he's then got another three blocks along the base and they are friendship loyalty and cooperation and he says I placed these three blocks because they are working together building blocks that identify personal qualities necessary for successful leadership so what he's saying on the base is you have to have hard work. You have to have industri- uh, enthusiasm. And in order to have success, you must have cooperation. And he talks about friendship, loyalty and cooperation as absolute fundamentals along with industriousness and enthusiasm. And if, we, if you kind of close your eyes and imagine somebody who is hardworking, who is really enthusiastic, who is friendly and sociable and wants to develop relationships, is totally loyal and will cooperate with other people. How much would you pay to have that person on your team? So I think he's got it absolutely right. And um, we're just reaping the benefits of those five words stuck on there and it's taken him 15 years to put part of this together. So he puts friendship in and these again, his words, not mine. Friendship brings a spirit of goodwill that nourishes relationships within a group. It nourishes relationships within a group it takes time and trust to develop and it has to be worked at so it's not something that develops overnight, it's that Kaizen process, it's that mastery process, it's loving the plateau it's being part of the team as you go through the struggles that develops that trust that develops that friendship loyalty is about non-betrayal it's about, it's a two way street it's a do unto others as you have them do unto you, in John, John Wooden's words. It's not bought and sold, it's not given, it's earned. So if you turn up every week, if you look after your mates back, if you get a better offer and turn it down because you made a commitment to your team, you show loyalty and you will get that back so you earn loyalty and it is an an earned characteristic if you like it's a two way street cooperation he uses this analogy of one hand washing the other it's very difficult to wash one hand on its own so you need two hands to wash your hands successfully he talks about that as as an analogy for cooperation it's that process within a team uh, in which which creates the environment where no one cares who gets the credit because people just cooperate together to get a result done irrelevant of who gets the credit. I love that. Absolutely great. So the five blocks along the base are industriousness and enthusiasm at the ends and in the middle, friendship, loyalty, and cooperation. He says, to finish off this little bit about the base, these are powerful personal attributes essential for both you as a leader and those you lead. It is a foundation upon which a structure of significance and pro- productivity can be built. So essentially, if you haven't got those five things in your team, in your club, in your environment, it would be a good idea to work on them um, if you want it to be long-standing because i think there's lots of examples of teams who've been successful in inverted commas but that success hasn't lasted Um, and here's a guy who's created something that's lasted over four decades so i think we can take a hat off and say i think he knows a thing or two about what is necessary to actually achieve that so let's go to the second tier so we've got the 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 five on the bottom the four on the next tier up that sit on top of the base number one on the left hand side self-control Control of your team begins with self-control. So that's the emotional control. That's the control of your own mind. That's your own self-discipline. So that you do the right things at the right time to create success habits. Consistently. Not now and again, but every day. Disciplined choices and self-control. Next along that he talks about alertness. And he talks about alertness as being competitive, as being mentally awake, as being keenly aware. How many people have players who come to training who look switched off? How many people have gone to training as a coach and felt switched off and haven't been there present? So he's demanding of his players and he's demanding of himself, therefore, to be alert, to be on the ball, to be Mentally, there and to have that alertness next the next block is initiative it's initiative and he he talks about the failure to act is often the greatest failure of all so it's that initiative of taking the opportunity you know taking the opportunity when it's there being ruthless being alert which leads to that a state of mind of being able to, to be to take the initiative to, to 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 strike to do what's necessary at the right time especially when the stakes are high and the fear of failure possibly exists so it's making things happen with that initiative players who can do that the last block he talks about is intentness and he he explains this word um it's, it's um, a resolute determination to stay on course. So it's an intent to stay the course. It's an intent to win. It's an intent to do the right thing. It's an intent to turn up. It's an intent to be alert. It's an intent to be industrious. It's an intent to be cooperative and enthusiastic. Um, he said, I could have used other words like persistence. I could have used other words like tenacity. But for him, the word intentness, suggests um, is, is the most appropriate one so on there he talks about self-control and discipline alertness being mentally alert and awake being in the state of mind to be able to take the initiative and having that intentness to act and that intentness to turn up and do what was necessary okay on to the third tier the third tier with the three blocks is what he calls the heart of the pyramid. He talks about condition, number one condition, moral and physical condition. So are you physically conditioned? Are you physically conditioning yourself to be able to perform at your best? Are you conditioning your mind to overcome all the things that you will need to overcome to be successful, efficient and proficient on the court, on the pitch, in the game? to get rid of the distractions, to focus, to focus on the positives, eliminate the negatives, to strive for success mentally and not be ground down by the normal everyday challenges that come along in daily life. So he talks about this mental and physical condition that he requires of his players so that he doesn't have people turning up who aren't in the right condition skill he talks about um, players being able skillful through knowledge and skillful through leadership he's not necessarily talking about skill purely just the technical skill he is talking about the technical skill as one part of it but he's talking about the skill of being a lifelong learner a skill of doing the right things the skill of implementing personal discipline as well as doing the right technical things and practicing the technical things that you've been taught the last one in the heart of the pyramid is team spirit and he, he talks about you know how you put three horses on a plow team and they'll pull for example, five hundred pounds. You know, you, you put six horses on a on a plow team, and you might think they would pull a thousand pounds. Well, in fact, they will pull six thousand pounds. So it's it's not a linear improvement. It's it's that incremental in, in, in improvement. Um, it's not an incremental improvement. Sorry, it's that non-linear improvement that uh, is compounded. So it doesn't, you know, it's not just 2, 4, 6, 8. It's 2, 4, 16, 64, 128, and so on and so on. Created by that team spirit where people work together. 2 plus 2 equals 5, not 2 plus 2 equals 4. The fourth tier, he talks about the two... Key attributes of poise and confidence. He talks about poise as being yourself. He talks about poise as not being a pretend person. So, above all else, to thine own self be true. Having that inner self confidence that you are in the right place at the right time, doing what you love, doing the right thing. You've done the training, you've done the work. You've got that assured self-confidence, not a, not a cocky ego, not somebody who's knocking other people down, but that inner strength of poise, which enables that, that focus fire of enthusiasm that doesn't dissipate and burn itself out, but it's a poise, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's something that's lasting and will, pre- will allow you to see things through. Next to next to he talks about confidence, the knowledge that you and your team have been through the fire, the knowledge that you've got great people around you knowledge and belief and understanding that you've trained together, you've worked together and just the fact that you've been through it gives you that confidence. It's like a it's like a it's like one of the the Navy seals passing out knowing he's been through his training it's, it's the Royal Marine with his green berry on. It's the paratrooper with his red berry on. It's whatever it is you've been through that nobody else has been through that you know that you know that you know that you can do it because you've been through the training process so it's that confidence and that brings us to what John Wooden calls the apex of the pyramid and he talks about he says my teaching coaching and leadership have always been directed towards this very clear objective building teams whose members are able to perform at their best when their best is needed and who can deliver when it counts so his goal is what he calls the top of the pyramid which is competitive greatness he, he doesn't put victory at the top he puts competitive greatness teams whose members are able to perform at their best when their best is needed competitive greatness and he goes on to say that um, as I constantly remind my players your best is needed every day and it's this competitive greatness that he strives for in his pyramid that all those blocks underneath it lead towards and it's this competitive greatness which includes a love for the hard battle and the teaching of those under your supervision it's the competition itself that that gives you that respect of a worthy opponent because they give you the opportunity to find out how good you are and that is a wonderful line in itself so alongside and within that competitive greatness is this respect for not only your own organization but the opportunity to play against your opposition, to find out how good you are, who can actually push you so far inside yourself and make you dig deep to find something inside you that you've never yet produced. Um, That, for John Wooden, is competitive greatness. Now, I don't know what you think, but if that isn't success, then I don't know what is. Um, I I can imagine as an internal dialogue... And as an internal intrinsic reward, put yourself in a situation as a coach that you you go into bed and you're switching the light off and you're laying your head on your pillow. and that particular day has been the end of your season. And you've you're now at the end of a long hard season and looking forward to it to a break. And you've now seen your players collectively and some of them individually, achieve f- intrinsic things in terms of working together friendship loyalty cooperation that you can't <clears throat> you cannot measure and you cannot buy and you can't get by an opposition player tripping up and giving you an opportunity to score an open goal so if that happens in a cup final and your opposition goalkeeper or your opposition player falls down, trips up, makes a mistake, throws the ball at you, drops to you, you've got only got the goalkeeper to beat or whatever it is in your sport, hit a forehand or get it in the basket or get over the line and you do so and you get crowned with a gold medal. There's not a chance on earth I would believe anybody who said that the, the feeling you get from getting that gold medal would be better because you, you're you designated as world number one, if that's, if that's the case, is better or would feel better than you having achieved something with a team of people who have achieved what John Wooden describes as competitive greatness. And I think he's got it absolutely spot on. And, um, you know, it, it's something that's had, had a profound impact on me since I've actually kind of come across this. Now, he also talks about the two things, the symbolic mortar, as he calls it, that allow this competitive greatness to to occur. And he talks about faith and patience. So faith and patience aren't actually building blocks, but they're necessary. So the faith to know and believe in what you're doing and the patience to take the long road and to take the plateau and the mastery and keep believing in yourself and knowing that what you're doing is is doing the right things so this is that pyramid it took him 15 years to, to come up with and he everywhere he went he stuck a diagram a drawing of it up on the on his wall whether that was in the which part of the arena. I don't know whether it was a dressing room, the locker room, his own office or where the players gathered. I don't know, but, um, he used that as his teaching tool. So he didn't have to have loads of rules. He didn't have to have 500 rules. You do this, you do that, you do the other. He just had these building blocks that he helped his players to imbibe into their, into their character so that they became greater people, not just greater players. But, um, yeah, phenomenal stuff. Um, John Wooden's success pyramid dig it out have a look look at on Coach Wooden find the book The Essential Wooden um, and, and have a look and uh, see see what it means to you um, but there is some anything that's taken that long to put together um, and has been part of a, a success dynasty like he created has got to be worth a little bit of a a little bit of an analysis for me so there we go there we go I hope you've enjoyed that um, I hope it wasn't too too detailed and I really do hope you've got something out of that that can take something away. Once again, thanks for listening. Um, always privileged to be able to share and always privileged to know that um, you spent half an hour of uh, 20 minutes of your your valuable time um, with Leader Manager Coach. As I say, Rob Riles, um, if you want to find out more, it's robrails.co.uk. Leader Manager Coach. And um, find me on LinkedIn, drop me a line and um, here's to your success. Once again, thanks for listening. Catch you later.